Welcome to Nump Bills Fan Podcast, episode number 200. I'm your host, David Palermo, and sometimes after a Bills game, there is just not enough fucking weed on the planet to get over this one. And on the line, we have Mike Smith at Fantasy Smitty. If you want the worst fantasy picks ever, he's your guy. What's up, Mike? Yo, honestly. Enough from you. Anyway, so episode 200, (laughs) this is going to be a blast. The Bills just got... Shut out by the Packers. And last I checked, you got to score points to win championships. Subscribe on iTunes, Facebook, and Twitter. And go fuck yourself if you thought that was a good game. Hey, defense wins championships, okay? Mike, you're yeah. singing over the intro right now. Why are you singing over the intro? All right. <laughs> Don't matter at this point. I think they can probably hear us. So it's fading down right now, Michael. So anyways... Where were you for the game, and what kind of horse shit did you think when you were watching the game? Well, I was with my buddy and my weak rival in our dynasty league, and uh, that the, the one on three and Owen. Yes, the one okay, on three and yeah. Owen, and he's what's, what's my what's my name? What's the team name? Josh Allen Truther. I came up with that myself. I came up with that all on my own. I'm glad you kept it. I'm glad you kept the no, name dude, that I thought of. I, that was great. I gotta I, be I honest, man. They're, they're both my team names. Uh, my other one's the Dagos for the 16 team league. That's a classic. Um, so that's staying. But like, yeah, dude. And my other team name, I'm really proud of for the Num Bills Fan Podcast League, which is. Uh, Jesus wins football because that's just how the Buffalo Bills do. They win football games on culture and faith, and they're definitely not listening to fucking Danzig and Typo Negative, and they're not at any fucking goth clubs anytime soon, which is where I'd rather hang out because those chicks are hot. So, well, Dave, they like to listen to themselves. They don't need to listen to, you know, like experts or professionals. You know, they know what they're doing over there. But uh, so we're watching the game, and. Uh, my team in that league has not gotten through a week without someone leaving the field and not returning. Okay. <laughs> so he's just like, he's just like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm not even worried. Cause one of your plays is definitely going to get hurt. And sure enough, sorry, T Y um, sorry for the rib injury today. You did come back, but you didn't play the whole game. And then you left again later. Sorry for, you know, the hex that, you know, my team has bestowed upon you. Everyone's <laughs> getting a piece. Um, Adrian Peterson, this is your going out year. You might catch some next week or the week after, you know, whoever else. I can go down my list. Juju Smith, you're rocking it. But, bro, you know, my team's worse than the fucking Madden curse over here. So it's taking people out every week. I got to say, Not Mitchell, just- Truth, Trubisky, Coming fucking through six touchdowns for me today. Uh, he was a tire fire in a 16-team league where I was actually talking to you about acquiring Josh Allen because my Peterman draft pick fucking backfired. But anyways, <laughs> so... All right, so let's get back to the Bills game. Oh, so, yeah. okay, so you want to derail us, and, and now that we're done, now that we're talking about my fantasy team for well, like literally 17 seconds... I don't need... I don't need to talk about your teams because your teams are doing like. I think in the in the sixteen team league you were like at one hundred and forty five points the last time I checked, but you know I stopped looking because I'm just a baller, bitch. I'm just a baller, bitch. Just points, just fucking points. I've been saying it for years. I was watching Steve Kerr come off the fucking bench as, as he wasn't even considered a six man on the balls, right? 
And this motherfucker was just bombing threes. What happens? This smart man becomes a coach and a general manager prior. And his basketball team just put up points. You know what I mean? That's some next level thinking. And it's a great transition, Mike, into the first part of my notes. Okay? So I have a little set list for everybody because I am more organized than you fucking think, assholes. Okay? So listen. The topic's at hand, Mike. Don't interrupt. We're going to go one at a time, lay out the set list, and then I'll call on you for the first one, all right? So no wide receivers. No wide receivers. Did Bill's coaches make offensive adjustments? Next on the set list, no coach with Josh Allen on sideline. Do you buy into that? The refs. That's kind of an interesting topic, especially in the very beginning. And then the defense, I want to touch on Taron Johnson, and I want to talk about McCoy along the way. So right off the bat, Mike, I made notes, and uh, I had no receivers. Dash underneath that is, uh, I'm just going to rail here and you rebuttal to me. So we'll keep this a quick one for you so you can go play some Fortnite. So, no, dude, bro, rock it, rock it till the fucking midnight hour if we have to. No, no, no. I, I want to keep it. Night, bro. I want to keep it official, dog. Night. I got nothing. Don't to try do. to throw what I got to do into what you got to do because I got all night. I okay? got to go online and use the bills to get my fucking ass handed to me because every time the bills lose, I just want to go on matter and, and use a personnel the right way because you know what? The bills have no fucking wide receivers that so, decide they so, want to catch so the you ball. Wanna, you want to go on Madden so you too can throw like Josh Allen in the video game? I threw seven picks with Josh Allen the last <laughs> time I played online. It's so well, fucking horrible. Okay, I'm I'm definitely not going to put that. Matt, he's bad in Madden, but <laughs> they ain't that bad, Davey. That's that's more of a user issue when you get to numbers. When you're pumping, when you're pumping worse than Peterman numbers, that's user, baby. That's user. Okay. So didn't you just have not- Pe- did you just have like Peterman over for dinner the other night with ribs and all sorts of shit? <laughs> You know, hey, anytime he wants to come. Your fucking you know, boy, you and your boy, Pete. Yeah, you know, anytime Yo, my boy, Nate, Nate Peterman, I just want you to know, because I know you listen to you, my dog, right? But I just want you to know, this is Bill's fans. Oh, Peterman sucks. Peterman sucks. Peterman sucks. Oh, no, Josh Allen, no, he's developing, you know. Uh, there's just no one around him. So we're not going to blame his deficiencies on him. We're going to blame them on the team. But if it's you, it's you, baby. It's all you. You suck. It ain't the team. Yo, Mike, can but, I tell you, can you, I tell you something, dude? So, like, know. a little confession here. And I don't need to be shamed by the public. And I don't want to fucking putting this out there. Well, three people listen to this podcast, so it doesn't fucking matter. So, listen. Hey, pumping numbers. Listen, fucker. I'm trying to tell you something fucking serious here. It's really emotional. It's really sensitive to me. So, <laughs> they told me. When I was like in first grade, that I was not allowed to come back to school unless I saw a neurologist because I was a hyper fucking kid. All right. And they put me on fucking Ritalin. Right. And I tried that shit out for a little bit. I didn't really like it. I wasn't a fan. So right now i i really want to stay focused on the no wide receivers because after 34 years of living the last few years of my life i decided to use a pen and paper and it makes my life easier and mike i just gotta stay on track so, with this one for you so ready for no, it listen to me go for follow it. this ready i'm gonna rant 
you fucking hit me back because you're going to fucking be longer than me, right? But I'm just telling yeah, you right sure. now, the wide receivers, we talked about it all offseason, and there comes a point where coaches got to coach. These guys are getting no separation. Yeah, there's some bad balls from Allen. Yeah, sure, that's a whole not, a whole another topic. Mike's got a whole opinion on Allen, which we'll dive into. But Calvin Benjamin, uh, the notes I put, can't catch, slow, sloppy, and pokes dude's eyes, disrespectful, whatever. And let me tell you something right now. I I am not like – I'm going to interject one second. I'm surprised that wasn't a flag, but go on. Oh, 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 I, I got some heat for you, son. So here's my fucking beef, all right? I go on Twitter with the whole Cam Newton thing and back him up being like, oh, you know, I applaud Calvin Benjamin now for fucking dealing with uh, Cam Newton's bullshit. You know, I put my neck out on the line. But then when I kind of add up Calvin Benjamin and, and, and his reasons for being what teammates would say or people on other teams, organizations that, like, he got fat, that dings to laziness. And there's a lot of athletes who listen to this podcast uh, people who own boxing gyms and shit. You can't be fucking lazy. You know what I mean? And, and that shows up, dude. That's how you get injured. And this dude can't get any separation. Not that that's his game, but he has no fucking burst off the line, like, whatsoever. And the dude can't catch. Like, what the fuck is the point of having a big wingspan if you ain't going to use your fucking arms? He's almost like watching, like, one of those things that just, like, bobs around. Like, and he always has to, like, jump when the ball is caught going towards his fucking nutsack. He still jumps to catch it. And he's just sloppy, dude. And I don't understand, man. You have all the opportunity in the world. You have the wingspan, dude. I want the kid to ball out. I was stoked when the Bills got him. And not for nothing, dude. You want to talk about fucking culture? Sammy Watkins would never pull some stupid fucking shit like that about poking some eyes. You want to talk about culture? You bring in your motherfucking people from Carolina and you fucking bring that trash to fucking Buffalo? That's some fucking bullshit, dude. That is some fucking catty fucking bullshit, Mike. I thought that was the stupidest shit ever, and it's just ironic how the universe comes that he just gets fucking clocked by ha-ha Clinton dicks, and it wasn't even like a cheap shot that it looked. You know what I mean? On, on a quick no, no, zoom in replay. Was, it was a good play. It is oh, what we it watched, is. I, we watched it three times on, on replay. It wasn't a cheap shot. It was a ball that shouldn't have been thrown. And it was a bad place ball. Like that ball, like you're not supposed to throw that ball in the NFL. Like, and here's a, a thing. If you throw too many of those balls, you're not going to have receivers doing shit for you because they're not going to, they're not going to risk their neck if you're putting their head on the line. And that's a fact. So he better kill that and he better kill it quick because you can't do that. He did that once in preseason two. And fortunately, Calvin Benjamin didn't go get it because he would have got rocked if he caught that one that was thrown way out in front of him. He stopped where he was in a safe zone. Had he gotten the one in preseason, he would have got licked. But can, if you keep can you explain balls, Andre Reed to me? Can you explain Andre fucking Reed? That dude would go over the middle. Didn't matter who was there. When you can literally just punch somebody in the throat back in the day and clothesline across the fucking middle. And this dude is bigger than all the people on the fucking field, Mike. Sorry. That is fucking bullshit, dude. He's got to fucking be physical. 
That's a different era, bro. That is dude. A he's got to be era. physical. And you got to understand, back in that era, people weren't fucking receiving for 12, 13, 14, 15, 1,600 yards. He ain't receiving for fucking yards three deep. yards. He ain't receiving for fucking is, three yards. What I'm saying is, what was a great receiving season then is pedestrian now at times because the quarterbacks are so protected. Wide receivers are so protected. Like you got to understand before you used to be able to just lay them out. You can't do that stuff anymore. It sounds like it's an advantage for Calvin Benjamin, Mike. Yeah, but that pass. No, it sounds like an advantage for the fucking guy who's six, four. It should be a advantage, but I'm saying that pass should not have been thrown. Okay. He should not have thrown that pass. There was a man under and a man over and he was either going to throw an interception under or exactly what happened. I bet you if he catches it, he don't get fucking hurt. The only, I bet you if he catches it, he don't get fucking hurt. Mike, that's been shown so many times where guys catch a ball and they fucking duck down. I'm thinking Stevie Johnson thinking a lot of things. You know what I mean? And plus what? That dude jumps for every fucking ball. The one ball he decides not to jump for. Like, I'm just just saying, like, it it was a time thing. He was looking back at the ball. He didn't see the defender at all. And his awareness levels of fucking 30 on a 99 and 30 is probably like the lowest score they can give him in Madden. All I'm telling you is that's not a good pass for any goddamn wide receiver. And that would have happened with a whole lot of wide receivers in the NFL. You can make a couple exceptions, but the vast majority of receivers are not going to see that defensive back coming. They're going to think they're running to a ball and they're thinking that they're going to be able to catch it and get down. And he would not have been able to catch it and get down. He was able to get licked as he was trying to catch the ball. So I'm just saying that that's a bad pass, but he still was one of his six targets. And some of that was definitely on him for sure. Some of that was on Allen, um, but one of six. Like I Yo, said, they first first to... series, first series, Mike. He gets terrible. targeted, the, drops the, the, the ball. Second play, there's some kind of miscommunication. I'm gonna go with Josh Allen's right over Calvin Benjamin because I'm gonna go back to the. He's already proven to be fucking lazy point and not mature. As far as I'm concerned, work ethic. And it doesn't always click for people, man. It doesn't always click till maybe the 30. You know, and, and we, it's so easy to judge these kids at like 26. Like, I'm not some fucking retard. Uh, not saying that we're anymore. Not some numbskull at 34. So, it's like, you know, dude, he's just got to do his homework and be in the right spot. And there was a miscommunication. Balls are in a different spot. And they're kind of like looking at each other like, oh. Uh. And then the hey, next man. place, you get the fucking finger poke shit. And it's like... That's what I'm saying. You got to pump Jones. This is what I was saying. Yo, like, can we talk about my Aaron Jones fantasy pick on a side note? You got to say, man, my foresight homie was pretty good on that pick. I mentioned that he could be pretty good coming back. It, I, I The only thing... Are you trying to take credit from, for me now? No, me? no, no. The only reason why I wouldn't have drafted him, because his potential lied in you had to get through two games without the others stepping forward because they showed last year they were going to just run with whoever's doing well and as soon as montgomery got hurt because he had a great start last year they're like all right we'll go on to the next then he got hurt and then they went on to the next so if williams had 
balled out those first two games, he wouldn't even have had the opportunity. But it, it, it was a, a good pick for sure. I was offered a bullshit trade by, I think, Kevin Lepp in, oh, yeah, uh, which one in was the, it? Uh, the big league for Jones. And it's like, and he offered me a time Montgomery and somebody else. Like, get out of here. I did my homework. Stop, man. It's like the only pick I go, get out of here. I own my shit, bro. Anyways, next on the list, great fucking segue to the fantasy commercial. So, did the Bills coaches make offensive adjustments? I'll tell you right off the bat. The Green Bay Bay defense, we talked about it. It was not a great defense. Mo Wilkerson is out. McCoy only eight touches, five running. Wilkerson out. You couldn't tell the difference. And uh, McCoy touched the ball, running the ball five times, and actually did some damage. The dude, uh, you got to get the dude in the groove. And I would rather you you hammer the ball to him if you can, but they can't even run block to save their life. Like, the offensive line was atrocious. So, um, did the coaches make any adjustments, Mike? Like, what did you think offensively coming out in the second half? I thought it was pretty the much similar. The game plan was shit from start to finish. What do you the think the game plan was? I, Dave, you, you can't <laughs> – if you watch the game, you – do you, you think their game plan was we're going to put up these things called points? And I, I don't. I don't think their game plan. I don't. I don't know what their game plan was because nothing. Because if you have a plan, like I don't see how. If you had a plan, I can't fathom. They'd say, "All right, today we're going to allow Chris Ivory to rush the ball more than Lashawn McCoy, even though Lashawn McCoy is healthy," um, and then we're we're only going to target, you know, Kelvin Benjamin repeatedly, even though the connection is just not there Um, because you got to understand there's a lot of right now, Josh Allen is not polished. So they're trying to do quick, you know, first read throws, you know what I mean? And that's where, that's where Kelvin Benjamin's getting the vast amount of his targets. He's the first read. Um, Now that said, uh, the one pass Kelvin Benjamin did catch that 34 yarder downfield. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, <laughs> that he was wide open. Like, yeah, like that was a play where I'm like Josh Allen, like, bro, come on, use some yard. I know you rifled it downfield, and that was fantastic, and you got it to the man, great. But like, yo, at this point, you got to like. You can lead him to nothing because there was nothing behind him. I mean, Calvin, even Kelvin Benjamin had to stop and wait for that thing to come. Like, that's how, you know, not, you know, where the ball should have been. Like, that literally, I, I don't want to say a touchdown. I don't, I don't, like, I even Mike. watched the replay, and I don't think it could have been a touchdown, but there could have been a lot more yards on that play if it was the correct throw downfield. But, it, I mean, he caught it. Bro, let me be I'm honest. Bad. Let me be real with you, okay? Be real. We talked on the phone earlier, and I talked to you, and then I started listening listening to uh, Nate Geary at WGR's overtime, Real Deal Overtime Show, and if anybody doesn't have it, go on WGR, get their RSS feed. It's uh, Bill's Football, something like that. Go on WGR.com, On Demand Auto. you got to listen to his show. It's two hours of a show, but it's condensed down to 40 minutes because they take out the commercials. 
So it's really efficient to listen to the radio that way. That's how I do it through like my podcast app. So um, long story short, Mike, um, you and I kind of had a disagreement, but not really a disagreement. More like we're just talking it out. Like, all right, is it on Josh Allen? Is it on the offensive line? You know, it's a little bit of everything. Um, but, you know, at some point when you don't have wide receivers and you have a guy like LaShawn McCoy that is somebody that the defense always keys in on, you know, even if you put him into motion, you get fucking creative. I don't get it. Like, you have Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the field negating a pretty aggressive pass rush from the Bills at times. And it's almost like, um, you know, how do you not, like, see what's going on there and just, well, you know, how do you how do you not sit with the kid? I guess I'll roll my later point, which is, like, the whole Josh Allen and a coach sitting there. It's like, you know, you got to be there for mental support, man. And the kid got on, on 29 dropbacks, knocked down or sacked, 26 times mike 26 whether whether even seven of them are all his fault or not dude that's still too many man and like i understand he's gonna it, we're gonna give him it's his fault but like dude that is not what the way you want to bring a franchise quarterback in and again here we are another week you and i are talking we had the six picks thing uh, uh, quarterbacks in the offseason, you were the one who broke it down to me. You did all the research. I didn't know fucking anything. And he said, Josh Allen is going to need to have a good supporting cast. And here comes McDermott, apparently the best fucking snake oil salesman on the planet, who comes in and blows away billionaires and goes, I'm smart as fuck. Fuck Anthony Lynn. And uh, I'm going to bring in my guys. And you hear rumblings that Wavy's going to get fired. And he wants to bring in uh, Carolina guys. Well, that that happened. And now the team is depleted of talent. And you don't even have support around your quarterback. That's ridiculous. And Nick Curry brought up the point that, like, Tremaine Evans is a nice pack. It's nice to have a nice middle linebacker. It really is, dude. It is. But, like, for what you gave up for him, you could have had a guard, right? You know what I thought? For what you gave up for him, you could have actually had three starters. And that's been a point right there. It could have been a linebacker, could have been, and it is what it is. We're here now, but how about there's a coach with him after he's getting his fucking head rattled to go like, hey man, you know, uh, this is what he need to work on. And there's not, there's not, and people are trying to, you know, I'm getting a few people. Mike Shope doesn't like that point when a guy called in. Nah, I don't know what to think of that for the two seconds. But it's like that's why I want to have a veteran quarterback who's at least been in the league and played for at least more than a couple thousand yards of passing. Fucking my God. To be like, hey, man, here's what happens. You just got to hang in there. And he's missing all that valuable time. He's on a bench alone. Like, dude, that shit fucking really bothers me, man, because these kids are young, and fucking Bills fans are complete, like, impatient morons myself. And the world is going to come down on this fucking kid, and it's so unfair, man. And I know just, oh, it's pro sports. Nah, you could have done a lot fucking better. You could have did a lot better. Oh, you got the cap space. Who the fuck is coming here? The fuck out of here. You laid zero points, dude. Zero points. Third and one. Let's bring fuck in the fucking big dudes, dude. So anyways, get you 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 rebuttal here. So you see what I'm saying. I'm clearly okay. pissed. You're clearly pissed, and you are, you know, a lunatic Bills fan, and you are like, you know, for every point you just made, like you can clearly make for Josh Allen just because they invested, as you call, capital into him. So 
Um, you know, that should be the case for whoever you decide to put at quarterback. And, you know, yep. that's again, why I <laughs> don't put the kid in there. Cause he's going to be getting obliterated and, you know, you don't want, you know, obliteration because all that progress you saw in the preseason, everyone's like, Oh, look at his footwork in the preseason. Like, it's not so bad. It's not so bad. Well, Dude, his you know, deep ball was supposed to be a strong point, and it's like yeah, the worst point. Well, guess what? When you start getting knocked around, you start having happy feet, and when you have happy feet, happy feet is a good movie, but it's not good in the quarterback situation. Mike, Mike, what was the whole thing that we hear? Like, I'm like, you got to be kidding me in the offseason when they go into like quarterback talk, and this is like why I I, I don't want to say stop following the draft, but like I decided to like focus on like you know working on my house and getting my life together instead of fucking draft shit because everybody goes no no you don't understand you just gotta see his arm okay you gotta get a receiver that can just go up and get it oh okay yeah we're just playing hail mary yeah that's, that's all it is <laughs> yeah okay because yeah. like you know it, that, yeah okay shut the fuck up dude you need a guy who is smart and fucking accurate and Josh has actually impressed me with his accuracy this year, believe it or not. But like you said, when you get knocked the fuck around and you don't even have two seconds to get rid of the ball, like Swiss cheese offensive line today, like, dude, they, they're not even getting checks in at the line correctly. They're not doing all sorts of stuff. Nate Gary broke it down great. You got to listen to him. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but Nate Gary broke it all down. He fucking went hard in the paint. Like, seriously, some of the best radio I've heard in a while. And it's just so ironic, Mike, because, like you said, man, you get rattled, you start doing stupid shit anyways, you know? So You do, and, and that's why, like, for me, like, I, you know, I had my multiple points as to why Josh Allen should not be starting right. until at least after this game. Um, but, you know, people are so impatient. Um, that they can't see that this offense is drastically, you know, in need of help. And it's play calling. And I actually thought out of the three games, there's only been just that game last week where the play calling was sufficient and non-predictable. And it's funny that, you know, you have, you know, LaShawn McCoy in, and now you're changing the game plan. Like, yep. I, I didn't that see That was any... like our biggest fear, right? Right. And and I didn't see the screens. Like, where were the screens? They, they're they non-existent. I think you they threw team... one, didn't they? Did they throw one? They may have. But I'm saying the way the Packers were pinning their fucking ears and just coming at them, there should have been a lot more. That, like... You need screens and quick outs and drag routes and underneath. You got to just – the ball's got to come out quick. You don't have time to do 10-yard outs, hitches dude, and, dude, dude, and, making... and outs. Like you don't have time for, for plays like that. You have to say, look, if you're going to do this shit, fuck you. We're going to Tom Brady your ass all the way to the end zone. Okay, you can't just be like, all right, fuck you. We're going to beat you at your fucking game. We're going to just try harder – and we're going to make these plays work because that's not how it works. You say, okay, you're going to do this. Fine. Zay, my man, jump in the slot right now. 
We're going to fucking drag you across the field. We're going to give you fucking five straight targets. You're going to catch three of them. You're going to get us fucking 30 yards downfield your damn self. Okay? That's the type of shit you got to do. And you say, Clay, if you don't want to fucking hustle around this field, fucking Kroom will come in here and he'll bust his goddamn ass. Okay? Those are the decisions you got to start making. Okay? Hey, dude, yeah, dude. And not for nothing, Mike, like, what what the fuck is it going to take? To, you made my point for me. I'm watching again my dad, fucking beautiful human being he is. He made me, like, made me, made a pot roasting. It was fucking great. You know, and we're watching shit, and I'm, I'm just like, Dad, they're not even schematically adjusting to what's going on. This is fucking dumb. This is so fucking dumb. Like, I am sold fucking snake oil on this shit, dude. Snake oil. And, and you know, Nate Curie brought up the point, Mike, and the same point we've been bringing up, which is it comes down to communication, especially on the offensive line. And he dropped the name Juan Castillo, and it's a name I'm hammering, and I'm wondering, this dude is such a great offensive line coach, and what are you guys doing? They don't even know what the fuck they're doing. Like, literally the worst offensive line we've seen in football. you, You can't, I mean, look, no matter how great a coach is, especially when it comes to trenches, Okay, you can't take the worst and make them. Yeah, but he made pro bowlers and would incognito digress by far. So that's what I'm trying to say. He already proved that, dude. Yeah, and now he's got even less talent. Exactly. Yeah, right. So, like, (laughs) hey, trust the fucking process. How about we trust the coaching search? Bring in fucking Lance Leipold from UB right now. That's my pick. Lance, if I had to take you to the fucking steak place and to take everybody myself, I fucking will. I don't know much about you, but I love your interviews and what you have done for fucking UB, getting him on the map, dude, and getting first round draft picks, and he's got more coming. You know, like, come on, dude. To develop a college program and turn it around that fast to fucking little lowly University Buffalo? Come on, dude. Like, that's impressive. And you want to talk about building a culture? It's like, the thing that kills me is, uh, I should have sent you a link. So I was listening to a conversation with uh, Mike Shope and Sal Capaccio. And um, it was on Friday. And I'm out there moving some big-ass rocks I got in a yard. Uh, yesterday and i'm listening to it and him and sale just disagree on culture and and sale i, I really like sale capacho he's pretty uh, I, I, I like a lot of his stuff i was a fan of his podcast before he hooked up permanently with wgr and um you know he's really about this culture and about these guys building this thing from for long-term success and all sorts of stuff and and mike Shope's point is like yeah that's all fine but like how i think his point is to paraphrase is like these coaches don't have that long to do that shit frankly yeah it's like get real with this culture shit dude like that's called ball washing he's he's a ball washer sammy Watkins went to the best team in the rams and then he went to like the next best team in the chiefs and like your protege there and uh, Andy Reid, uh, you could have had fucking Mahomes and franchise tagged Watkins. <laughs> and, like, they yeah. could have played this year. And, like, it could have well, been fucking sick. The, the, the crazy thing is, think of this, Dave. Now, if Percy Harbour could have came out of retirement. It, well, 
pump the brakes. Reuse my jersey. <laughs> Number eight. Okay. Okay. So if if they take Pat Mahomes, they have no tray. Okay. Um. So we did get him, but if you have Pat Mahomes, yeah, I know there's only like four corners just, every just, fucking year that make an impact as rookies. I know they're not just, easy to find. Just imagine if they had Pat. And then if you go back to last year when they're just like, you know, Tyrod Taylor just can't do it. We got to throw in this rookie guy. Just imagine if that rookie was Patrick Mahomes. Like, just imagine how different that game could have Yeah, you're right, because that would have happened. You know? so Dude, the Bills got to trade all their picks or like Bill Belichick or something. Like well, that's the problem. The 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 like I said, I am gonna be watching the rest of these games and if I don't see anything different from today to the end of the season, I wouldn't be against going after one of the best quarterbacks in the draft, which could be right hey, you could bring your UB coach and your UB quarterback, you just package them, just bring them right on over. And I guarantee you he'll sit with his quarterback on the sideline. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, dude, don't you think out of the 26 fucking times he was knocked down, if you divide that into two times a series of your fucking massive three and outs, so that's two goes into 26, if my arithmetic is correct, it's 13 fucking times you could have sat there with Josh fucking Allen and told him, hey, bro, don't worry about it. Or, hey, you got to watch this. It's called the hot read. So what that means is, the side that you see, oh, fuck, there's usually a guy open. Find him. But no, he's set up for disaster because they don't have a real quarterbacks coach. They had David Culley, who's a guy who's never coached quarterbacks in his life. So how does it add up that you guys are willing to do all this and that to get the most important investment on your team as a quarterback? This is what we hear. And the fucking Super Bowl is won from Nick Foles. And the Super Bowl is won with good defense and a good game manager who can do more than a game manager. Because I can give you Phillip Rivers with so many quarterbacks that only have one fucking ring or no rings that have been there forever. And it's just, you you need a fucking team. And then you do give up all these assets for this guy. And it's like, no, we're going to wait till next year to win. What are you talking about? You have six picks. Six high picks. Dave, I missed this. And this is completely random because you were ranting that I, you know, ADD'd out of it. But I don't have Riddle anymore. I gave up on it. When uh, when Earl Thomas got hurt, yo, talk. Let's talk about that Earl Thomas effect. Yeah, he flicked the sideline off and said, "Fuck you guys." Isn't that funny as fuck, dude? Yeah, that is the funniest thing like ever. Like he's just on the car, pissed off, and then he's just like, "Yeah, fuck you guys." <laughs> fucking flips the bird to fucking. I'm sure he's not obviously doing it to his teammates, but he's literally doing it right to uh, They right were saying to, the to his teammates because I guess Arizona Cardinals players were like patting him on the back. Oh, no, yeah, no. He no, he flipped the bird to his sideline for sure. Like, yeah, like, what the fuck? Like, why did his leg but, break? But but I'm saying, like, he was flipping it at the, 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 the coaching staff and management. I, you know, I'm pretty sure he loves his boys down there. You know, those are his dogs. 
But uh, yeah, that is hilarious. And yeah, whatever happened to his leg, that was. And you know what? And you fucking hold out, and that's why. And and, and you know what? My theory is with this shit, dude, is like the NFL teams just have so much fucking firepower in in public relations, clearly, which is a legal propaganda team. And like it, it, it's like, you know, dude, just. They have so much firepower. The players have the NFLPA. That's the only thing that can represent them. And it's like a self-funded league. You're going up against fucking billionaires. It's like saying, like, you and me with our, like, lonely serviceman jobs, which is, like, we're not paid by the hour. We're paid by the job. It's a little bit better money than whatever. But, like, I'm going to sleep at night with fucking measurements in my head. I'm like, oh, shit, did I measure that right? Uh," You know, losing my fucking brain. And... You know, it's like, can I really afford to pitch in for some little union that, like, how much am I going to be able to afford? Like, you're never going to have the, hey, you know what? Uh, yeah, you guys fucked me, and I didn't want to fucking play. I said I didn't. I don't know what his deal is. but say that's what it was. Well, if he does that, he's blackballed from any other fucking team. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of like, you can't be honest. You got to keep your mouth shut and fall the fucking line. So I love... I fucking love that he flicked off the team. Fuck them, if that's his feeling. Fuck him. I, I agree. I, I, I thought that was the case, but my feeling on that... I like, think it's hilarious. I, that's what I hope it I, is. I, I get that these players want to hold out, but like I'm also someone that says, look, you know, you sign a contract, you sign a contract. Like, um, And at the end of the, dia- the day, all these players, all these contract situations that they're currently in, they all signed up for this during the last CBA. A lot of the players that you're seeing in these problems were around when that CBA was signed. So they had their representatives. They, you know, did whatever they did to come up with the deal that they did. And this is where they've left themselves. You know, how can you the say it's a, it's, it's, it's a, you sign a contract. It's a contract though. You know what I mean? Like, because I, I agree. You know what I mean? Typically, like, like uh, as you would classically say, man to, like man to man, classically, I agree. But, Mike, these players I, have, have caught up to the game. Yeah, but here's what I'm saying. Okay, and this is what I used to tell people when I worked in um, loss mitigation. These people were complaining when their houses were underwater, as they say. That's when you owe more than it's worth because it's market value drops significantly. They're like, well, I'm not going to pay. Well, there's no protection for the, the teams for when your production drops off the map and you're there, there's two years left on your contract. I mean, if they get rid of you, they're going to be penalized. So they have to take that hit. They have to take that, um, salary cap if, if they cut you it's not like you, they can just give you less unless you're willing to take it so on the opposite side when they're taking a flyer on you and you're not yet established enough to get a monster contract so you sign up four year deal after two years you do great you're just like well I'm not going to play you know these last two years of my deal because I'm worth way more now you know that's ridiculous to me. Like I get you have to get your money and I get that. But if these players and, and all the players are starting to do it, you know, you have to understand you're, you're running a business. If every time a player jumps over its contract, you're going to be put in a position where you just have to fork out money all the time. Yo, I don't know, man. I don't know, bro, because the, the, the people who hold out, 
It's it's under ten a year, dude. Like you're you're talking about a league that has the most players of any league, Mike. Like over a thousand. Like, come on, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. That, but that's who such a. I'm not. Was it even? Was people. it even like three players this year that held out at all? Earl Thomas was going to be one of the highest paid. Uh, uh, honestly, I know he was definitely one of the highest paid safeties this year, and he was holding out. Le'Veon Bell was literally, literally was going to be the highest paid running back in the NFL. Yeah, and guess what he just did up. right now? He's getting healthy for a year. Okay. For what? You he's, know what's going to happen? He might. You know what's going to happen? He's not going to get his year accrued, right? Um, no, I think he will. I, I, you only have to play six games. What if he doesn't come at all? Then he's not going to get paid, and it's the dumbest decision of his life. I think they trade him for like a fucking fifth round pick for the last like seven games. No, they're they're asking for two two second rounders. And the thing is, like, I don't even know how that deal is going to go down because he can't make any more money than what he signed, and he's already given up several million. If he doesn't come back at all, he's giving up fourteen million dollars. Which his next contract is not going to be fourteen million dollars more than what this contract would have been with the Steelers. Yeah, but the does Steelers, he actually have to come back this year, or is he a free agent no matter what? I thought he has to be back by week ten to um, get at least six games in, so it, it counts as a year or something, right? I thought oh, that's how it oh, works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe that's, that's what I'm saying. The like they might want to ship him to like a contender where they can rent him. And they get something for him, and with the hope you can sign him. And honestly, dude, with the Bills with all that cap space, I wouldn't be shocked that they traded for LaShawn's ass and fucking, like, shift him here. He'd be miserable as hell, and then did the fucking classic Bills move, which is overpay the running back. Oh, honestly, LaShawn McCoy would love it. He'd be going back to Pittsburgh. He would start, he would finish his career in the place where he played his college ball. Like, that would be perfect for him. It would help him. Go right to the Hall of Fame, and who knows? They win a championship. He yeah, they'd actually fucking utilize him. Oh my god, like dude, he's got twenty-one touches and or something like that, or carries in like three games. But here's my question to you, Dave: Do you want Le'Veon Bell? Do you want Le'Veon Bell, knowing Le'Veon Bell wants wide receiver money right now? Dude, to, to, be, to, to, well. to be dead honest with you, you know what I want to see from the Bills? I want to see them play a game like where they don't care in a sense unless they use it as a decoy or an advantage or like as a chess piece, I should say. I, I don't care what they fucking do. As long as, as, as it's just... They don't feel forced they have to give the ball to McCoy. They just do it in a smart way. You know what I mean? Like they should have had McCoy a lot as like a dump pass. Like 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 the safety valve. I didn't really get that vibe this game. You know what I mean? That was a really nice like like that's his his thing. If there's a guy who can make two people miss can, at once, it's that guy. He you can know, make you, things happen. Exactly. And that's what I that's what I was saying earlier. That they didn't game plan to what the defense was doing. Like, they were pinning their ears. All you have to do when they're coming at you like that, just do screens, do drags, yep. do quick yep. t- quick slants. Get the ball out. Let these guys touch and run. 
they can do things with the ball after they catch it. But when you're saying people aren't open downfield, well, there's not enough time for them to even necessarily get open based on the amount of time the quarterback has. Yeah, you're like, oh, look, no one was open. Well, they only had two and a half seconds to get open. And their route is not a two and a half second route. Yep. And okay? it's like, it's how, how like do you not, slant. dude? That's seriously like. It's not like, could do, you know, slants, bubble screens. There's so, like, there's so many plays you can do that would slow down the rush where they're going to be like, we can't, we can't keep doing this because we're getting burnt. How are you, know you on I mean? this team and all in unison just keeping your mouth shut? You know what I mean? Like, how are you on this team and you go into the locker room and you're just like, process, no fucking way. I was like, you know my mind would be blown that shut? these guys all watch tape and they're it's all their family members cut. grew up around football. All their family members, bro, they got their family over, they got their jerseys on, and they're all fucking psyched to see their fucking sperm cells play football. And they're all like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, like, what the fuck are you fucking doing? I, dude, I just, like I said, they don't make a flip a table emoji. Because that would be the fucking one. Like, I have a table here. It's just heavy. And I like the shit on top of it. So I don't want to flip it. But, like, (laughs) I don't fucking get it, dude. So next on my list, Mike. Next on the list. Uh, we went over the whole Josh Allen sideline thing, McCoy. Uh, the refs. Here's my rant. So Jerry Hughes literally, bro, 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 bro. Vegas was really fucking mad at the Bills. And let me tell you something. Aaron Rodgers is hurt. It's game, you know, for the season. No big deal. And you know what time it is right now. It's time to just keep it going. This is Aaron Rodgers. We got to keep him healthy. You know what they did? They threw, like, no flags were holding unless you flat-out fucking pancake a dude, signed the tight end. You know what I mean? Of the Bills. So, like, they call no holding calls. And I can't tell you, I caught the tail end of a replay of Jerry Hughes literally running in, like, Aaron Rodgers' first or second series, literally running away from uh, a, a defender and he's grabbing on to his shoulder pad as his back is turned to the defender and he's chasing him and his arms are up in the air towards the ref. You know what I mean? And it's like, I don't understand, dude. Like they call like no holds. Jerry Hughes held literally every play, dude. It was extremely stupid. Like I, they, they didn't seem to call anything and i'm not one to really bitch for that like they didn't they didn't call either way and my only speculation to the refs and your particular issue your particular issue is that it's possible that this referee crew that was out there just statistically throws less holding flags than other you know uh crews because Every crew statistically has their own numbers, whether it's more interference, whether it's more roughing the passer, whether it's more holding, whether whatever, there's statistical breakdowns on all crews and you would know what each crew does, uh, what their tendencies, what they're more likely to call before going into a game. Like I don't, but the bills should have known that's something that they, 
I I would only assume that they would go over. And if this is a crew that tends to throw less, they should have been telling their guys, especially their linemen, that they can play a little more physical and don't worry about, you know, trying to be by the book so much because you have a little more leniency. You know, be be as aggressive on that offensive side, especially the offensive line. They could have been more aggressive for the Bills if the if the the flags aren't coming. You know what I mean? You got to push the envelope, baby. You know what, Mike? I I think that um when you're talking to me, it kind of actually. I think the refs are actually more of like a throwback game in hindsight. We're just not used to seeing that. You know, it's just with the yellow gloves, I'm seeing Trey White getting underhooked right off the bat uh, in the first draft from the Packers. Like, Aaron Rodgers, what, this is not a good game for him. The the, the, the Bills' DV, DBs dropped like three to five fucking balls, like right to him today. And Aaron Rodgers was not that sharp. Like, the game was there for him. For Aaron Rodgers to only put up 22 points... And the Bills had probably more three and outs than ever in the history of football. Like you, you gotta figure that. No, the Bill. I I would say that the defense did fine today. Yeah, like, the defense yeah, was like, I mean, like, be, like if, think about this. If, if they, the Bills could have sustained the drive, that just takes time off the clock, and that might be seventeen points. That might be ninety right, points. It, you know, exact. Well, and just imagine like if they actually could have had a pick six, like they could have had an interception, mm-hmm. and and. The 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 Bills actually did put the team the defense put them in line to score points. They just didn't. And Josh Allen on that third down has to know you're in field goal range. You're down. You're not out of the game at this point. You have to get points on the board. Like you can't run out of the pocket, throw across your body this fucking lame duck down the center. Of Dude, the, field. the whole purpose of Josh Allen. Well, so that you don't get that throw. You get a fucking laser on the other side, on a left hash, fucking 50 yards away at an angle, which is now like a 75-yard throw, right? I thought that's what we're getting, running out of bounds. That's what we're, oh, you got to see his arm. No, dude, we're seeing a worse wounded duck than I've ever seen thrown in my life. He didn't plant his foot. and um, Yeah, but remember, Josh, yeah, no, he's so good, dude. You just, you know, a lot of his throws, he's just so good, dude, because he just, he totally just hit his feet. Oh, okay. Well, you're fucking, oh, oh, you read the analytics sites? You read the analytics sites? Yeah, I fucking do. And that's the thing. It's like you've been telling me, yeah, well, when the live balls fly, let's see. And it's like, these are the growing pains we're going to get. But you want to know what's funny, Mike? Josh Allen isn't even, like, the fucking biggest problem. Like, at all. Like, at all. It's really... The front office and not having talent. And that's what's amazing. So lastly, I guess that's really it. We talked about the defense. Um, Yeah, I thought the Bills got the, the, the team to third and short a lot, the Packers, and just the the, the, the rest are just kind of like lax. They let them play. I guess that's really the best way to put it. And, and I would like to see more games like that. Um, Trey White has got to be, again, it's Ben Lorenzo Alexander. Trey White's probably uh, my 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 other favorite player he's just spot on i love this interview today after the game he's hilarious as fuck and he's a great ball player and uh taron johnson dude did you see he retweeted you bud i did see that isn't that awesome man like dude shout out to taron johnson dude 
coming up he's got a shoulder injury and he has been fucking money he has been money like what a what a sight to see at no, Devontae davis like it seriously. was it was like textbook like he had his head up he seen the whole play he had his head just like when when you're taught by uh you know, not all coaches taught this, but the good coaches, you know, most, they should have taught this, but, but coaches taught you to head up. And then if you see that ball, right head, head, head on ball, head on ball, head on ball, and then drive through with your shoulder. So head on ball means your helmet goes to the ball, your shoulder goes through the person and you wrap up with your arms, form tackle, you can get turnovers that way. Yep. Um, and it was just textbook. It was a great play. He did retweet me, which is pretty cool because I saw that because I, I tried to find Especially him. because he got like 18 followers, you know? Uh, yeah, you know, he wanted to you know, let everybody know that's the truth. But, um, yeah, so. Let's go the number up to 19. We'll do a giveaway when you go up to 19. <laughs> I think I'm up to 22. <laughs> So I guess we're doing a giveaway today, baby. As you can tell, my retweets don't do shit. Nobody gives a fuck. Like, I don't even, I don't know. <laughs> I like just making this audio and just putting it in the universe. And like, there's so many people that just like don't it's interact. And I kind of like it that way. Like I, well, I was thinking about like, I would I'm love to, to hear 20, from people, bro. but huh? I'm up to 20, bro. Maybe I'll freaking, you know, now that, you know, my boys retweet me, maybe I'll get them to come on the show. Yo, you know. You know I don't want to be weird, but Taryn Johnson's DM box is available for me to send him a message, and I can be like, yo, <laughs> I'm a clown, but, hey. like, I won't say anything to incriminate you. I won't get you in trouble with anything. I'm sure you did nothing wrong for anything, So, but I won't drive you into fucking traffic like Frogger and, and, and make you embarrass yourself on the fucking numb dickhead fucking podcast, you know? He would be a great guest, you know? He would actually be a... Our first first guest. So. <laughs> what do you talk about first guest, bitch? This been this shit's been going on a long fucking time before you open your you still fucking go on this shit off the website. You don't even know how do you not have a podcast app, Mike? Like jeez. Dave, I'm just a simple man. Okay. I'm a simple man with a shitty smartphone with a shitty battery in it and a cracked screen. Yeah, and when you stream off a website, dude. It's gonna use more battery. Well, hey, that's hey. You don't even have to worry about the battery life because my phone is always plugged in. Like, Did I just have like stop. the Animaniacs theme song, and I'm just thinking about like you being a brainiac. I would be brainy, yeah, for sure. Yeah, dude, like you're so smart. Like if if it was Pinky and the Brain, I would be the brain <laughs> for sure. Oh, dude, for sure, like for sure. I mean, what are we <laughs> trying to figure out? Splitting atoms, yup, check. Fuck, you do that in your fucking sleep. Oh, what else man. do you want to do? You want to fucking woodwork, check. Mike's yeah. got you. Look, yo, I'm rubbing off on my son, too. The other day, side story, he's playing online. Uh, How old is your kid? Can you set the fucking scene? You act like, so, like, so my like I even son, remember. My, my son is seven years old, and he's playing Fortnite, and he's got a YouTube channel. And uh, he's talking to some random person online, and then fucking seeking clams out already at seven on fucking YouTube. He goes, he goes, he goes, 
Oh, you probably know me from my YouTube channel. <laughs> oh, God. He just, like, throws that out as if, like, he's got a famous YouTube channel. He's got, like, five subscribers, and I'm obviously one of them, but I'm just listening What's to What's his it, YouTube just... channel, you fucking... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we Way can, to we fucking can... plug your son. Uh, Wait, A we plus. Can, we can pump his numbers. He, it's something weird, you know, when kids put stuff together, and, you know, me... Oh, I, I guess the next it. podcast, it'll be the fucking teaser. We'll find out what your son's YouTube channel is because you're the fucking <laughs> most supportive father, apparently. <laughs> yeah, kid. Uh, Get him, kid. Hey, I watch, you know. That's that's what I can do for my son. I watch and, you know, my channels. Let's see. Does it show my channels? I don't know. I don't even know how to see. I don't I don't use YouTube, but like I said, I'm a, I'm a simple person over here. Oh, dude, so I had um, one more point to bring up with you. Um, He's got six subscribers now, and it's Triplets Uriah. I, I don't know what Triplets, where he got that from. How do you spell Uriah? U-R-I-A-H, and it's Triplets, T-R-I-P-L-E-T-S. Mike, Mike, Uriah. word of advice. Famous. Word of advice. <laughs> Free of charge. Free of charge. Change your Go kid's name. <laughs> I'm pretty good at spelling, and I have no fucking clue how to spell that shit, yo. He's only gonna. He's probably. He might get 16 followers. You know what I mean? Like, what? I don't even. What is it? U R I J A H. Is that no, it? U R I A H. It's. That's Uriah, so fucking stupid. Like, Uriah who fucking came up with this name? Well, it's biblical, and Uriah is. Uh, the this same. doesn't mean shit to me, Mike. Bro, pick up. Why did you put Bible, Jimmy J I M M I? Someone that believes in faith in God and the process, you should have a Bible. You <laughs> I don't know, believe you in shit. Me, you should tell me who Uriah was. You know what I okay? fucking believe I in? Have to tell, I shouldn't have to tell you the story of Uriah out of the Bible. You should tell me. You ever heard of this you, band? I know. I bet you. If, if I bet you, if I talk to McDermott, I bet you he could tell me the story of Uriah. Okay, because he believes. Okay, so you know you need to you need to hop on board. Okay. No, dude. Uriah there's a reason a I don't. Warrior. There's a reason I don't have any of my own fucking kids, dude. You might one day. Well. No, because <laughs> no. Yeah, I, I don't know about all this shit. I don't know. Because I fucking, I, I don't know, dude. I can't deal with the fucking kid with my brain. Are you kidding me? So, I, all right, dude. Pretty much, dude, here, I, I, I don't know. I, I can't do it, dude. No way. No way. Anyways, Mike. So, on the real, do you have any hope for this team next week? The Titans are hot right now. Do I have hope for the Bills? Yeah, the Titans won their last two games, and they beat good teams. Yeah. Philadelphia and Tampa. But I do have hope. Did they beat Tampa? Was that who they beat? Dave, when you trust the process, there's always hope. And if we could just get you to hop on the process train, and then you're thinking, like, next week, you're like, what could they do? They could do a lot of things. The only process I care about is like... They they played so shitty and they called such a crappy game. There's no... There's only room for improvement there. You know what I mean? I mean, they could also look equally as shitty, but 
if not equally as shitty, there's room for improvement. So, um, yeah, of course they can do stuff. They could say, hey, let's get the fucking ball out of our quarterback's hands quickly. And as, like, literally, they, like, I could picture a, a passing chart for him where he throws, I don't know, at least 12, 15 passes. Uh, between zero and five yards, or maybe even behind the line of scrimmage when you count in screens and, you know, dump offs. Right. You know, do a whole bunch of those plays because of those 15 high percentage completions that they're going to get, you're also going to get a X amount of plays where, yeah, they're going to get stopped right where they catch the ball. It happens. But then you're also going to get plays where someone makes a move Someone gets a good block downfield. Someone's dragging underneath, and it's just clear. They're going to be able to run 10, 15 yards up the field. So once you do that, they're going to have to adjust. And once they adjust, now you can go to the intermediate and deep balls because now you're going to have more time for your quarterback. Um, you know, whether he's going to deliver the ball, you know, we don't know. But you got to yeah. give them the opportunity and he's not going to get that opportunity if you just call shitty plays all game. So I agree, Mike. And um, you know, you know. That said, I think I'm done here. Are you done? We're here? done here, bro. Fucking, we rock the shit. Fucking episode 200. Yeah, they're thank you for coming. That was great. Fucking yeah, celebrating with us on the big one. You know, we celebrated the Numb Bills fan podcast. You know, talking about. A shitty game in Buffalo. Um, so, you know, sky's the limit. We're all moving up. We're moving up. They're moving up. And dude, I, I, I just want to see I just want to see the coaches get it together, man. Like, because you know what's great is that Minnesota game shows us, oh, the players are capable. They are capable. I know. You know what I'm it, saying? It, it, it definitely shows us that it showed us that everybody there is capable of putting something together that looks like a fucking NFL team. But when it comes it's, to coaches, they're just so fucking scared of like what's going to happen. It's like, Oh my God, dude, like, Oh, you got to let it rip. That's what I say. I mean, last week they had more underneath and they need to do that until they get a little respect. And, uh, if not, they're, they're just going to be super, Seeing, you know, every defense just lining up to kill their quarterback week in and week out. And uh, when you're getting obliterated every week and you're on your back all game long, there's a good chance one of those games you're going to come out because you're going to get hit in the head. You're going to twist an ankle. You're going to get rolled up on. Something's going to happen. You know, probability is just the more chances you are going down in such a violent manner, the higher the probability of you actually not coming back into the game. Could be, you know, broken ribs because now you got to hit them in the sweet spot. And, uh, you know, we'll see. I mean, oh, yeah, it's going to go from head injuries to knee injuries to rib injuries now. Watch, dude. They wear nothing on the ribs. Like, come on, dude. There's really not that much padding. You're fucked. All I'm saying is uh, the. Tennessee Titans are coming to town and it's a winnable game against a three and one team, but they have to play. And if they play like, if they play like they played against the Vikings, it will be a good game. If they play like they played any of the other games, it's going to be ugly. 
Dude, coaching, coaching, and coaching, man. And we gave the crowd that I said coaching A plus last episode, and it really meant it, dude. Like, I just, I, I really, I, I don't know, man. I think they made a bigger mess than they needed to with this whole we got to redo the culture thing because it didn't need to be this bad. And it's just like, it's like Mike. My last note to you, dude, is. is you know, man, this is going to be kind of hard to sell my other season ticket to people at, like, full price. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is really fucking... Seriously, dude, this is, like, really fucking hard. It's a lot of money. Do you know what I mean? And, like, my friend had a bail, it seems like, because he had, he had a kid. But, like, I love him to death, but, like, I'm kind of fucked a little bit here. So, it's like, well, great. You know? So, you know, it's just like, dude, it's just not... It's just, like, not really that fun when it also financially fucking hits you. You take a day out to go with your boys, and it's really about hanging out with my friends and shit. But like, it doesn't need to cost me a hundred fifty fucking dollars a game if I got to eat two tickets. Like seventy five a game is enough. You know, you my know, only like, advice to you for next season when you go buy your tickets is not sell, no. don't buy the fucking tickets though. Sell four tickets, four game tickets, like before the season even starts. Pick what games you want to go to. Sell the other four. I want to go to all of them because I'm a fucking diehard season fucking ticket holder, Michael. If you're worried about the financial struggles of it, trust me, sell four of them right off the bat, okay? (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no. The Bills, uh, you know, will be looking for a new quarterback, new coach, you know, because when a new coach comes in, new coach wants a new quarterback and uh, new GM wants new coach. I just think it's just so funny that everybody that they bring in, their guys are like so underwhelming. Well, and then and then it's like it, you preach process and you have Calvin Benjamin being an ass fucking white. Like that's Jeff so embarrassing Smith. to the rest of the team, dude. Well, like if I was his teammate, that's Calvin smack him. Benjamin right there. Calvin Benjamin. If Calvin Benjamin sees in Josh Allen what he saw in fucking. Um, who is it? Cam Newton. Cam Newton. Like, if he sees parallels, he's pretty much like, like, yeah, no, I definitely don't want to play here. Like, I don't know what these fucks are doing. I mean, right now, Dave, you're not looking too bad. I mean, tickets are the cheapest ticket I'm looking at online is still sixty two eighty eight. But the game just ended, so maybe prices will drop. So right now, you're in the clear for the most part, buddy. Well, Mike, you where know? can we find you on Twitter? At Fantasy Smitty. Direct your questions, and if you know anything, just wish luck for my players because they've been getting hurt a lot. So if they're your players, you might just want to trade them, um, you know. So, but good luck to all your fantasy leagues. I am about to be four and zero in one of my leagues though, and I'm winning two or three best ball leagues. So things ain't all that bad over here, my thirsty little friend. Yo, on the real though, if on people want to get a hold of me, they can hit me up on Twitter. I respond to them bills and shit. So Instagram, Facebook, I'm a little slow with. I'll be honest. It's like so hard. You know how many different DM boxes there are? It's fucking stupid. And honestly, if you really want to hear from me that bad, you have to, you have a rebuttal. Make me a piece of content and fucking send it to me somehow. Send me a DM. I'll try to save that shit. And if not, maybe I really don't care to talk to you anyways. And I'm just talking to the universe and my little weirdo bubble here. 
And you guys can go do your fucking thing. And I don't have to pretend you exist. And you can scream at your headphones. Oh, you're full of shit. I've been telling. Mike and I have been telling y'all. It's whole off season. This is a fucking tire fire. And like you said, the Minnesota win, we were really hoping it wasn't. It was more than a, it's any given Sunday. And that's what you hit on the head today, Mike. Really. You know, any so. given Sunday. As always, this podcast is brought to you by PunchDrunkSports.com. And follow them on Twitter at PunchDrunk. And uh, they just got picked up by All Things or uh, All Things Comedy. They're never got picked up by Comedy Central. So that's pretty dope. So if you want, yeah. check them out. So I'm your host, David Palermo. And that's it. And welcome back, numbillsfan.com, episode 200. So keep it real and tell all your friends and family, maybe not your family. Goodbye.